everyone, welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors, my journey in those aspects of life, and that I've just noticed that people that are consistently successful definitely incorporate those aspects into their lives in some form or fashion, and I want to be someone who's successful in all aspects of my life whether that be with faith, with my family, with fitness, and the outdoors, I want you to have that as well. So I'm just sharing that with you. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Great conversations on Saturdays. Wednesdays are Wednesday wake-ups, and I'll be doing Monday gear reviews. Uh, If you didn't know, I've got a YouTube channel. Go over there. doesn't cost anything. Just go subscribe. Go check out the podcast over there as well. I put the videos up of conversations, and uh, I'll be putting up gear reviews again now that I am back from elk hunting, and we're going to go over that recap here in a little bit, and uh, kind of my plans for the rest of the year as far as hunts are concerned. But before you lose interest, if you're not into hunting or anything like that, uh, definitely you'll want to tune into this because it's got a lot to do with mindset as well, uh, not just about elk hunting, but basically any task that you don't have a an opportunity to have a 100% guaranteed outcome and uh, how you handle it. So don't tune out quite yet. Before we get into the good stuff of the podcast, definitely want to give a shout out to the show partners and uh, the people that keep these things going here at Redbeard Outdoors. Uh, Definitely want to give a shout out to First Form and First Form Outdoors guys. Go check out First Form if you're looking for any kind of supplementation to fill any gaps in your diet. If you need help with nutrition whatsoever, reach out to me. I'd love to help you either point you in the right direction or get you started down the right path, Uh, whether that be through Redbeard's Fit Crew, which is a private group that we've got of individuals, amazing people, or getting you uh, linked up with some people that can make sure that you are taken care of. But if you already know what you're doing, you're just looking for a good protein powder, a good multivitamin, greens, fish oil, some awesome gym clothes, whatever it may be, go check out First Form, links down below. Uh, any of these links that I'm talking about, guys, I'm just going to leave them down below so you don't have to memorize anything. You can just check them out. Go click the link. Make it easy on you. Uh, for your backcountry nutrition, definitely check out alpenfuel.com and Heather's Choice. Those are my top two for not tearing your gut up in the backcountry. If you're gluten-free like me, there's some amazing options over there uh, on alpenfuel.com. Definitely the best granola, hands down, bar none. Like, I can't even... I can't even express to you guys how awesome their granola is. My favorite is the white chocolate cranberry with a close second being the caramel apple and the chocolate strawberry. So go check that out. Uh, Alpenfuel.com and heatherschoice.com. Links down below. Of course, Kafaru is my backpack of choice, guys. Uh, The most I've packed out, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. (laughs) But unfortunately, I haven't been able to pack out an elk quite yet. Uh, But any heavy loads that I've put in these backpacks, the Kafaru frame is the best frame on the market, that duplex light frame. They've got thousands, literally thousands of of combinations that you can check out between bags, attachments, anything to go along with it. Go grab a duplex light frame over at Kafaru.net for Kafaru International Products. U.S. made, manufactured, just amazing products. Also, Black Ovis, blackovis.com. Go check Black Ovis out for any of your outdoors needs from glassing to clothing to basically anything you need, boots, 
uh, accessories for whatever you need for the outdoors. Go check out blackovis.com again, link down below. For digiscoping, all in digiscoping, uh, code Redbeard saves you 10% and free shipping on your unit. Uh, it's my digiscoping option of choice, and uh, that will be coming up also in a gear review, guys. Any of the other options down below, Absolute Aid, CBD oil, and chewables, and Affect Beard Oil. Go check those companies out. Support these companies. They're amazing to me here over at Redbeard Outdoors. Great people, and uh, just want to support good companies and get good products, guys. That's what I'm here for. So now that we have gone through, reviewed our amazing sponsors and partners of the show, I want to talk to you guys about a recap and uh, let, let's get this going. It's been crazy. I, I don't like the word busy because busy means generally means unorganized and uh, like you're scrambling, getting a lot of things done. When I picture busy in my head, I picture like a cartoon character going around with dust flying and all the little, you know, just back and forth craziness. And I don't feel like I've been... I don't feel like I've been unproductive, I guess, is what busy kind of insinuates to me. I've been extremely productive in different aspects or avenues of my life, whether that be with career, family, the outdoors, uh, hunting, just about everything. I feel like I've been productive over the last couple weeks, but it has been hectic. It's been trying to keep everything flowing in the right, in the right direction. And let's do a little recap here of my eight eight and a half, whatever, nine days spent in the elk woods. So I'm here in Utah. Utah doesn't have, like, it's not, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. it the over-the-counter opportunities are okay. There's people that do amazing and they've figured it out and they kill a bull every year. Uh, but if you're looking for the bulls that are going to scream their heads off at you and, you know, just come charging in, eyes rolling, etc. Uh, I can't say that Utah is a guarantee for that. Last year, I had some great opportunities. You can go back and check out those episodes of my recaps of my hunt last year. This year, I went out kind of the beginning of September for a couple days, and it was fun. I, I had a really good time. Uh, it was hot, and I was trying to sit water, uh, which is uh, a good option when it's hot and dry. Obviously these big animals need some water. So that didn't produce anything for me. They weren't quite bugling yet in the areas that I was in. Maybe it's because there weren't any elk, uh, but they're notoriously quiet in these certain areas during the day. So September, uh, my first hunt going out in the elk woods was, was not successful. I knocked off a couple of areas that I had e-scouted for those of you that don't know what e-scouting is, basically you use a bunch of different applications. I use Onyx and Google Earth are my main ones. Uh, there's a couple other ones as well. Uh, shout out to Mark Livesey and Treeline Pursuits. Uh, he is just an amazing guy that will teach you all of the things you need to know about the different applications that you can use for e-scouting or electronic scouting. So I did my e-scouting because I just don't have all the time in the world to be able to go out and, uh, and I haven't made a career out of hunting or anything along those lines. So I don't get the boots on the ground time that I would like. Um, I haven't gotten into trail cams yet, to be honest with you guys. 
I'm pretty new to this uh, hunting thing, to be honest. Uh, here in, in the West, especially, there's so much ground to cover. So I try and work a little bit more efficiently um, and and use our, our tools and wonderful satellites and everything else to be able to kind of assume where the elk are going to be based on logical elk activity, which isn't always where they're going to be, guys. <laughs> but my higher opportunity areas, that's where I'm going to focus my time, whether it be time off from work, time off, uh, you know, away from the family, uh, all those things you got to have balanced. But to start off, uh, you know, took those couple days at the beginning of September and uh, I was just slammed, lots of people, uh, not a lot of elk activity and knocked off a couple of areas on my list. So I had quite a few more, I mean, almost the entire alphabet full of, of areas that I wanted to check out because when you go out and you've got so much area to cover, uh, you can't just say, Hey, I'm going to be in this one spot and work this whole basin the entire time. I guess you could, um, but you're leaving a lot of opportunities out there to cover some land. So in this particular area, it's pretty difficult to get much more than two to three miles off a road before you're another mile to two miles away from the road on the other side. So it wasn't a lot of backpacking in opportunities. It was a lot of uh, just finding good key features that, again, if you go over to Treeline Pursuits, Mark Livesey will go over uh, with you. But basically finding those key features in the mountains where elk prefer to be. Again, doesn't mean they're going to be there 100%, but that is your high probability areas. So I had quite a few that I was going to knock out. I had at least uh, technically three a day that I could have knocked out if I needed to. Um, not realistic, but they're all places that I could have found elk. So I went in there Tuesday night, got in a little bit later than I needed to because uh, there was a part that my truck needed uh, some repairs on they weren't able to get it done as soon as they had said, unfortunately. Um, and so I ended up leaving a little bit later on Tuesday. I was going to leave in the morning and be able to hunt the evening. Uh, I, I wasn't able to get there in time to get a full-on evening hunt. So I get out and um, I go into an area just a little ways, not, not a ton. And uh, I'm not finding good sign. So I was able to mark one of those places off, off the list. Tuesday night, it's raining. So I had an alarm set up to go out and do what's called night bugling. If you haven't heard of that, uh, definitely go check out Elk Shape. He'll talk to you about that. Uh, but I had an alarm set every night to get up and go night bugling uh, so that I could make sure that I could locate him so that in the morning when I got up, I'd know where to go because they should be bedded down. Well, uh, woke up Tuesday night or early Wednesday and it was pouring rain. So one, the elk are going to be bedded, probably not vocalizing Two, I wouldn't be able to hear them even if they did bugle because the rain was, was so bad. So I went back to sleep, woke up Wednesday morning. It was still kind of a light drizzle. Everything was soaked. Uh, got my, my boots on gaiters and uh, rain jacket and went out into this area. And uh, again, just found a lot of old sign, but nothing too fresh. And uh, anyway, that that's kind of how it went, to be honest with you, uh, for the majority of the time until about, I want to say it was Friday. 
So it was a lot of off and on rain. I got hailed on a couple times. I was soaking wet. Um, you know, I'd, I'd go in a couple miles, spend the day there. If I didn't like the area, I'd come out around lunchtime, like kind of the middle of the heat of the day. I'd move spots and get back into the area around two or three and spend the evening there. If I didn't like that area or didn't hear anything or see a good sign, I'd move at night, camp in my truck, run the truck pretty much all night so I could dry my gear out because seriously, guys, it was soaking wet and either raining, drizzling, or hailing. And if it wasn't doing one of those things, it was just overcast and, again, lots of wet. So wet trees rubbing on you, tall grass. I was just soaked, soaked and, and chilly. The, the temperatures were great. Uh, the wind wasn't terrible. It just there was a lot of rain, which we need here in Utah, to be honest with you. So then uh, it was about Friday. I can't remember if it was Friday or not. All the days kind of blend together, guys, especially when you're out there for a while. Um, a buddy of mine came up and I had checked off quite a few areas at this point uh, that I either didn't want to go back to or didn't have good sign or whatever. And so I'm marking all these places off. My buddy Braxton, uh, you guys might know him as Hacks and Hunt on Instagram and YouTube. Um, he came up and hunted with me Saturday all day. And we went into this spot. We put on, I don't know, somewhere between eight and 10 miles. Um, and we just covered this entire area. We went from one side to the other. Uh, you know, and we even joked because there were so many meadows, wallows, lakes, water, corridors, uh, good fresh sign, older sign. Like this was like elk heaven. And it was kind of unfortunate because there wasn't just one spot that they could be. And we heard a couple bugles, but nothing too intense. And I think we heard maybe one during daylight hours. Everything else was kind of uh, before shooter's light. And and so that day was fun. I, I really enjoyed hanging out with Braxton, but we didn't get into any elk. So just a good day with Buddy hiking through the woods, bow hiking, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And then uh, Sunday rolls around. I, again, moved spots that night, staying mobile this entire time. Uh, went to a different area that morning. Didn't find any good sign, so I had some buddies coming in Sunday night. They were going to hunt with me all Monday and then Tuesday until about midday. And so Sunday evening, I go into this one area where the year previous we had found uh, a good amount of bulls. We found a good herd, uh, some satellites, a, a main bull. We had laid eyes on a couple of them, and uh, it was just a good herd, so I figured, hey, why not? So Went and tried this area Sunday night. There didn't seem to be a ton of people, but obviously a couple of these people had either known about this area before or had discovered it uh, this year. And so anyway, we get in there and I had an experience where uh, I got, sorry, let's back up. Sorry, Sunday morning, apologize. Sunday morning, I walked into this area and um, I'm just trying to think here, guys. I apologize. Okay, so Sunday morning I walked into this area uh, <laughs> where I hadn't seen a road or a dirt path that a truck or an ATV could get on. So I was like, heck yeah, it's a mile and a half buy-in. Um, I'm more than happy to hike that. No big deal for me. I get to the end of the trail. 
Um, it, it was kind of through the middle of this meadow. And at the end, I see a truck. And then I pull up on X and realize that it was an unmarked road uh, that went that entire mile and a half through the tree line that I didn't happen to see. So whatever, you know, I'm a little frustrated at this point, but uh, I'm good to go. And I, I get in, I see the truck and I start hiking up the path and realize it's an ATV trail. So I get a couple hundred yards into uh, the trail, uh, about half a mile or so, and and realize that I'm hearing ATVs coming up behind me. So I get a little frustrated at that. And granted, again, I've been rained on and hailed on already this morning. <laughs> and so uh, I get off the trail and just cut a hard left to get off this trail and go into this nasty draw that, you know, just happened to be off the trail. And so I was like, well, there's no people in here. They're all going deep through this trail. And anyway, I, I get into this draw, get about halfway through this thing, a deadfall, this little, you know, bit of deadfall, and I break a stick and I hear a chuckle. And for those of you that have never heard of elk chuckle, go look it up. It's pretty cool. Uh, but he had to have been within 100 yards of me, just in the tree line. And so I, I'm sitting there trying to see if he'll poke his head out. Uh, I'm not making a sound back to him because I'm, I'm not the best caller. Um, to be honest with you, it's something I'm working on. But I, I prefer to sneak in silent if I can. So he didn't make another sound, didn't hear any crashing. So I keep going through these, this deadfall. And I break another stick. And he chuckles at me again. So at this point, I know where he's at. And I haven't heard him crashing like he's running off, like I spooked him or anything. My wind is blowing in my face, which means that my scent is not going to the elk. And I hurry through the rest of the deadfall and uh, get down to where, you know, I'm kind of slowly creeping in because, again, I still haven't heard any crashing, anything going, going crazy to run away from me so I don't feel like I've spooked anything. And uh, get down to where he was at and there was literal fresh steaming still warm it looked like i didn't put my hand in it guys but super fresh poo <laughs> scat if you want to get the technical term there were rubs which is where the elk take their antlers and they literally rub them up and down uh, usually it's to rub off velvet or to leave their scent uh, or to display to other bulls and uh, so there's four of those that I found in there. Some of them had hair on them. One of them still had sap coming out of the tree from where it had rubbed the, uh, the bark off the tree. And there were fresh tracks, but no elk. <laughs> so somehow these huge majestic creatures can choose to be silent and uh, get through this, these woods without breaking any sticks. Whereas me you know, a third or a fourth of their size can step on a branch and it sets the, the woods on fire. You know, everything knows where I'm at. So either way, uh, no elk. Uh, I walked out and ended up shooting a sage grouse, which is it's basically a chicken in the woods uh, and had that for dinner with some, some rice noodles. And uh, it was a good day, right? And then Sunday evening, I was in this other area, kind of like I had mentioned earlier, where I guess some other people had found it, but I was up kind of hiking around. I, I had my track set so that I could know where to go or where I had been. And uh, 
you know, walked around, didn't hear any bugles, didn't hear anything. Again, crashing, nothing, breaking branches, kind of sat there for a little bit, had a good time uh, in the mountains, loved the views, walked out at dark. Right as I was walking out, we had something happen. So <laughs> right, right as I was walking out, I heard a bugle, and it sounded a little off in the distance. And so what I ended up doing was I was trying to speed through these little meadows on the tree line because I thought he was around the edge of this ridge. And so I was trying to get around really fast to catch up to him because I only had like maybe 20 minutes left of shooter's light. The sun had already officially set and I was trying to get around to him. Well, as I'm hustling through these, uh, you know, these meadows, I get to a tree line where it's pretty dark and I get through that tree line into the next meadow and then I hear a chuckle behind me in that meadow. <laughs> and I was, oh man. So I turn around and I start walking back to that meadow. And uh, and and at that point, it had gotten past Shooter's Light. Um, I, I froze because I thought I was seeing a cow. It ended up just being a really uh, big mule deer. And... Uh, uh, Anyway, ended up losing Shooter's Light that night. Didn't want to push them any further uh, than, than where they needed to go. So, anyway, long story short, that night was, again, unsuccessful. And that was Sunday night. So, I went and showed up uh, at with, with my buddies Brent and Kenny um, at their trailer. And after having slept in the cab of my truck because it was too wet to even want to put down a tent, um, it was nice to have a bed. So I get back to the trailer, cooked up another sage grouse that I had killed uh, that night uh, with some rice noodles and and had a good night's sleep. Woke up early, hit a couple other areas that next day. I ran into a lot of hunters. Uh, that was Monday. And then Tuesday morning, we walk back to that area where I'd had previous success as far as like finding elk. Uh, and, and so I wanted to take Brent and Kenny back to the spot. Well, we split up this draw into three different areas. I went up the middle, Brent went up the right, and Kenny went up the left. And uh, I was hearing bugles. We were all hearing, I mean, they were just sounding off before light. It was crazy. I know there was one or two hunters in the mix, but the majority of these bugles and this bugle fest that we got into was awesome. It was elk. And you could just hear them kind of slowly moving their way up the mountain. Well, uh, you know, we didn't end up seeing any. And uh, they got into some thick stuff. As soon as sun rose, it just they just shut up. And again, they're not making any noise. No crashing, nothing. So they're not crazy spooked. And they're just moving up the mountain and finding a bed into some super thick stuff. So Brent's sitting there. And he ends up, uh, he was having a snack or something. It was like 9 or 9.30. And he hears someone talking really loud. And he's like, man, you don't really do that unless you've killed something. So he was like, well, I'm just going to go check out what's going on. And uh, so he went in and met up with this guy who had killed a bull the night before in that very spot. It was a little, little bull, but he was still a bull. Right. And for me, that's more than what I've got. So no, no judgment there. He, he had an awesome big old body and, uh, and some smaller antlers, and Brent, you know, talked with him for a little bit, put a pin in the location of, of the the carcass, the kill site, 
And then he met up with us, with me and Kenny, at about, you know, it was around lunchtime-ish. And, uh, and he, he told me about it. He showed me some pictures. And then he shared the pin with me. So I put the, the coordinates in to my OnX, my offline map, my GPS. And wouldn't you know, but 24 hours earlier, you know how I, I was saying how I had marked my track on OnX. I had sat in that spot, not even 100 yards from the spot of the kill site, 24 hours earlier. So, if that doesn't tell you <laughs> how the hunt went, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much how the rest of the hunt went, was just a lot of bugling at night. It finally cleared up at night. Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night were nice clear nights. I got lots of bugles going, um, doing some night bugling. And even just them sounding off by themselves. I mean, you, it's like they're party animals at night and then they just shut up and sleep during the day. Uh, but didn't end up... I, I saw one elk and then, of course, the dead one. I uh, heard a lot and didn't just... Just couldn't quite get into them. In this area, uh, there's not a lot of glassing opportunities. It's a lot of finding sign. And since they're being quiet, you kind of have to find their main trails and... Uh, sit them and hope you get lucky, which is not really my style. So I might have shot myself in the foot with that one uh, by wanting to walk around so much and, and trying to push stuff or find where they're bedding. Uh, but that just didn't work. So anyway, I've talked your ears off now for, for the last 20 minutes or so. And long long story short is... I didn't punch my tag in September. Now, I still have for elk. I've got until December 15th. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm still pursuing them, have some more plans. But in that one particular unit, uh, my hunt ended on the 21st. And I, I won't get into the details of over the counter elk in Utah, et cetera. If you want, you can shoot me an email, shoot me a message. We can talk about it. But it was a great experience. I hit 16 different spots that I had planned out through e-scouting. So I, going into the mindset of it, it was a grind. Being rained on, being wet, being chilly, not seeing many animals. I saw lots of deer, uh, birds, of course. And it, it was a grind. I'm not going to lie. I mean, hunting by yourself when you're not having a ton of success is a grind, it's hard. It's not easy. Uh, so don't think you're going to go out and be, you know, an all-star your first year. Maybe you are. Maybe you get lucky and, and, and you your plan 100% comes to plan. It comes to fruition. And good for you. Congratulations. What I can tell you from my two years of hunting in September is that I executed my plan to the T or more and it just didn't work out. So many people will say this, I know Dan from Elk Shape has said it, I've said it, uh, you know, control the controllables, control what you can. Well, what could I control? I couldn't control the weather, but I could control whether or not I moved spots, whether or not I hiked in, whether or not I put in the effort, whether or not I executed my plan, whether or not I put in the, the work beforehand on e-scouting. That was up to me. I, I My bow was ready. My arrows were ready. I was dialed. I was good to go. Uh, but the elk didn't want to participate. And that is 
That's fine. That's out of my control. When you come across things that are difficult, whether it be elk hunting in Utah and over-the-counter units, whether it be any kind of hunt, whether it be training, whether it be with your family, with your career, if you're feeling alone, like I was alone for most of that hunt, and you're not finding the perceived success, which in this case would be uh, punching a tag, you need to make sure that your your success isn't what you think people should perceive success to be. Success needs to be measured based on the controllables. If I had punched a tag, that would be amazing. But I can't control the elk. I can only control me. I can control my attitude. And there's going to be days. There was one day that honestly, it was dumping rain. I didn't want to go out. I had a rough day. So I slept in. I slept in and I don't feel bad about it because I knew I needed, my body needed that a little bit more rest, a little bit more fuel and the elk weren't up and moving because it was dumping rain and, uh, and I'm okay with that. You got to be okay with that. You got to be more than okay with that. You need to find success even when the uncontrollables are not going in your favor. What can you control? Your mindset, your attitude, your effort. That's what you need to learn to control. I'm not an expert or perfect at it, but man, over the last two years of hunting in September in some high-pressured areas, I was able to keep my spirits up because I knew I was executing my plan. I was exhausting all of the different areas that I planned on hitting, and I did everything that I could. And I learned and I got to, instead of getting wrapped up and always just finding elk, there were times where I just enjoyed being in nature, listening to the sounds of nature, watching fawns run around during lunchtime uh, while I'm sitting there eating a snack, trying to be quiet and just listen to the woods. You know, there were fawns running around. I got to have some cool experiences, guys. And I love that. That's the whole reason, you know, Punching a tag would be awesome, but enjoying nature, getting out there and loving what I do, that's success. Fulfilling everything that I need to fulfill as far as my plan is concerned, executing my plan to a T, that was success for me. So I will keep you guys posted as to how the rest of the season goes. I still have a mule deer buck tag that's good through the end of November, and I have my elk tag that's good through the uh, through uh, December 15th. So, I plan on punching tags. I'm not done yet. My September may be over, but I'm not done. So, I will continue training and being consistent in that aspect and executing my plan so that I can be ready when the occasion happens. That I have the opportunity to make a shot on an elk or a buck or both and my body will be ready. I'll be trained up, my bow will be dialed, my gear will be straight so that I can pack the animal out. All of those things are going to happen. So I want that for you. Find success in things that are maybe unconventional or what other people may say as success. Define success for yourself. Go right now, reevaluate your goals, figure out what success is for you. I want that for you. If you have questions, 
about things such as for me, the power list is something that's huge for me. Uh, making plans for, for hunting, you know, I may not be the expert, but I can point you in the right direction. I can give you some tips and pointers that I do. Feel free to send me an email. It's uh, redbeardoutdoors1 at gmail.com. Shoot me a message on Instagram. It's just red.beard.outdoors. Uh, share this with other people, guys. I want everyone to know there's average Joes like me that are grinding through it. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. It's not easy. Just understand that. So if you need anything, shoot me a message. I look forward to seeing you over there. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. Uh, again, more gear reviews coming out. I've got some great things lined up for you. Uh, go check out the show sponsors and partners. Come join us over at Redbeard's Fit Crew, First Form Outdoors group on Facebook. Love to see you all over there. I'd love to have more interactions. I'm looking forward to having some of you, the listeners, on the podcast. So again, if you have questions, shoot me an email, shoot me a message. Thanks so much for tuning in. I know this was a longer one than normal on Wednesday. Uh, there's my recap for my my uh, nine days in the woods. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Get through it. Push through. Grind. Hit your goals. Make them happen. And, of course, get out. Live your life. And love it.